when I first heard the term thin space and I look back at where I, I felt I'd experienced that before, I could, I could pick very specific places and they're all in nature and it's always in this quiet space and I always kind of assume that's where you find it. So to find it on 7th Avenue in front of Penn Station with people flying by you and cabs going by and so much activity and then but there was still that quiet space somehow between us. Hi, and welcome back to Thin Places, a podcast experiment from Zion Episcopal Church in Douglaston, Queens. I'm Carl Adair. And I'm Mother Lindsay Lenham, the rector of Zion. As you know by now, this podcast is a way for the Zion community to pay attention to the places where God feels close. Sometimes that's an unexpected place. But sometimes all we have to do is ask for God to open us up. Today, we're talking with Mary Beth Welsh. She's a parishioner at Zion, and she lives here in Douglaston. She's been involved in all kinds of volunteer work. She's even made a career of serving others as executive director of Episcopal Ministries of Long Island. Our conversation started with Mary Beth telling us about an experience she had before the pandemic as part of Zion's Peanut Butter and Jesus Ministry. Once a month, a team from Zion would bring clothes and coats and blankets to folks who live on the street around Penn Station. And yes, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches prepared the night before by Zion families. We'll let Mary Beth take it from here. And um, and it had been this wonderful group who goes in once a month with the uh, (laughs) bags and bags and, and carts full of clothes and blankets and uh, food and provisions of all sorts. I, I think that it was something that I was drawn to, but hesitant about. And I realized it, it sort of as much as I had always been involved in volunteering in some way and giving back, this was such a um, very close up experience with somebody who's really vulnerable. It's about that looking at a person in, and in that very personal way, you know, being present to them in that space, which was new to me. But there's a, you know, a wonderful group here that, that does this. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll go in with you. And, but I, I, I guess before um, we left that morning, I was mindful of like where I was, what I was feeling and just sort of, you know, asking God to like, let me show up the way you need me to be there in that space and you know to help me let go of whatever my anxieties are my uncertainties and and just help me be there in that time folks who are in this kind of circumstance i i know that there's a a feeling of not being seen people are are you know avert their eyes when they notice them. And it's sort of that dismissal of their own humanity, which is painful, you know. And so I was, I was kind of thinking about, you know, making sure that I meet their, their gaze, you know, to, to actually look them in the eye, 
and find that, um, offer them that sense of, I'm seeing you. And I let go of it being um, this service in, in the sense of like, I'm not better than you. I'm not pitying you. I'm, 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 I'm just here with you. So we were, you know, have the clothes laid out and uh, this one young man comes by and he, uh, he you know, I'm, I'm offering him a pair of pants or a couple of shirts and a sweater or something. And, you know, he's very, very, very grateful. And he's almost like, oh, you know, like, uh, I don't, I don't want to take too much, you know, and, and, oh, I'll just, you know, you know, I'll take whatever you have, I, you know, cause I kind of said, well, do you like this shirt or this one? What do you, what do you feel? And he was almost like, oh, I don't, I'll take whatever you can give me. And I was like, well, you can pick which one you like. Why don't you just, you know, let me know. And he, um, and he was probably a young man in his early twenties, I guess. And so, you know, for me, I got a whole bunch of nephews in that age range. And I know that anybody could be on the street. So as I handed everything over to him, three items, you know, that he was incredibly grateful for. He's, you know, just said, I wish I had, you know, something to give you. And I was like, well, you don't need to, your, your thanks are good enough, whatever. And, um, and he just kind of, you know, looked again and I was like, well, if you, if you want to give me a hug to say thanks, that would be fine. And he did. And he just, there was something when I looked at him and he looked at me that was God showing up for both of us. You know, it was, um, God finding his way through me. Like that's when I know that it's a, um, that's me sort of, uh, standing back and letting God work through me. And, and it's, it's really him in that space. When I think back at it, it was, I, I just remember being almost quiet and not hearing all of the horns or whatever going by. It was, it was like a, a moment of its own, I guess. Wow, what a sacred moment. It gives me goosebumps. I know, me too. It's almost like Mary Beth herself became a thin place. She was able to be present in a way that God could show up through her to this young man. Or maybe she was able to show up in a way that let God's love shine through her to him. Yeah, something in her prayer to show up was definitely answered. But it was also more than that, that it wasn't just a one-way movement, her showing up for him. Like she said, she had let go of it being a service. In that moment, both she and the young man were revealed as images of God to one another. Yes, and in letting go, 
that's where Grace blossomed up for both of them. I called up Mary Beth the next day on Zoom to, to hear a little bit more. And as you'll hear, that experience of grace is really tender territory. In that moment of quiet, she felt the love of God shining through her upon this young man. And in him, she saw Jesus standing before her. I would say there was um, a moment in that that was almost too much. In that moment, it was, it really felt almost too much. Like listening to that voice of Jesus asking us to um, feed those in need and, and, and provide clothing. And, and as we do such, we're doing it for him. That never became so visceral to me. In that moment, it did feel as though, you know, here I am. And this is, this is what we were called to do. And I feel like this is Christ in this space. And yeah, I think it's, it's, it's hard for me to talk about it because it is so, um, obviously very emotional and it, it feels like that's almost too much to expect or to feel. At the end of the day, that's what it felt like. What do you think, Mother Lindsay? There's so much here. Well, I want to say first that I believe Mary Beth, especially when she says it almost felt like too much to expect or to feel. But to me, the feeling of too much sounds like an experience of grace. It doesn't have to be overwhelming necessarily, but grace is, by definition, extra, overflowing, more than we bargained for. I believe her too. And it seems like Mary Beth's story might invite us to expand our working definition of a thin place. Not just a physical place on a map, but also a way of being opened up to one another, a way of seeing one another as shining with the love of God. A thin place might be anywhere where we show up in the way God needs us to show up, to be conduits for compassion and grace. Or anywhere where we can open our eyes to see others as Jesus, especially seeing the most vulnerable as Jesus. Yeah, Mary Beth made reference in there to, to Matthew 25, where Jesus says, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Mostly, I'm just so moved by the simplicity and power of Mary Beth's prayer that Saturday morning to show up the way God needed her to be there. Absolutely. And later on in that conversation on Zoom, I, I asked Mary Beth how that prayer has stayed with her through the pandemic. You know, I would say that um, my lesson learned in the, the early part of this pandemic was that I forgot to ask this prayer. And 
I sort of went into overdrive mode and um, had the list of things that had to happen. And we had a lot of work to do and it had to get done. And I was super focused and I kept powering through. I don't think that's terribly unusual during that time. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily the best approach. I didn't, I didn't really take that pause, even though I tried to, I, I, you know, I, I was trying to fit in just a, a, a meditation and a, and, a, and a prayer in the morning before starting, but I kind of forgot that part about, Hey God, could you just leave me in this time? So I know that my, I should probably start every day with that very intentional ask of God. God, help me to, to make way for you in this day, to, to let me pull myself and my ego out of, out of your way and let me follow you and let me show up as you need me to show up. I know when I step out of the way and I take myself out of, out of the equation for a moment and just sort of listen and um, really consciously ask God for his grace to listen, to listen for his voice in my day. Um, that I'm going to be on the right path. No matter what the day turns out to be, I feel a lot more comfortable knowing that it was with him or with his voice leading it. So it, it will get me to wherever he needs me to be, I guess. So let's practice getting out of our own way and becoming a conduit for God's grace and love in the world. We will begin in our bodies with a particular posture that can help open our hearts and minds. You can do this posture anywhere, as many times as you need to, in the car, at the bathroom sink, while you're waiting for your coffee to brew. This posture is called half smile, willing hands. So first, be aware of your facial expression right now. Smile, not a full smile, but the kind of smile that crosses your face when you think of a kitten or a song that you love but haven't heard in a long time. It's a smile just for you, a half smile. Your eyes will soften and the corners of your mouth will lift just a little. Let your face rest comfortably in a half smile. Now open your hands. Turn your palms slightly upward, like you're prepared to catch a light fluffy pillow that is falling from the sky. Your arms can be down at your sides or you can raise them to waist level, whatever is comfortable for you. Your hands are willing and open. Imagine that you are stepping into a beam of light that is streaming through the window. Stand in that light. Take a deep breath. 
half smile, willing hands, and just be. Soak up that light. Take a deep breath and let God know that you are ready. You are available. Maybe even say it. I am here, God. I am ready. Guide me. Speak through me. Help me make a way for you. Fill me with your presence. Shine your light through me. I am yours. Please be with me. If you would, keep that half smile. Keep those willing open hands and pray with me. Hey, God, could you just lead us in this time? Could you lead us today into a thin place where we can recognize you before us and beside us? Could you just help us to be thin places for others today? To show up for our friends and neighbors as a reflection of your grace? Help us to really see those people we meet today or talk to on Zoom. Help us to see them as the precious, vulnerable people that they are, as vulnerable as we are, as vulnerable as Jesus. We thank you that you always show up for us. Help us make way for you so that you can show up for others through us. Amen. As always, we're looking for thin places we don't know about yet. If you're listening and you've got a place where you experience God's presence in this time of pandemic, write us and tell us at zionchurch11363 at aol.com. Yes, we still use AOL at Zion, and we also have a VCR in the basement. (laughs) Or you can post on our Facebook page. That's Zion Episcopal Douglaston. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. Our music was composed by Nick Marcella. We got production help from DJ Cashmere and Meg Kramer. And this project was generously supported by a grant from the Episcopal Evangelism Society. This week, our heartfelt thanks to Mary Beth Welsh for offering the gift of her story and for sharing it so tenderly and bravely. We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, keep your eyes and ears and heart open for the unexpected ways that God is speaking into your life and working to heal this world. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Stay safe, everybody.